Welcome to our Pimi. This is Saratova Best. Chai Elul. Chai Elul. We're just going to take a little, little vart of Chai Elul. Of course, Chai Elul is the, the, the birthday of the Baal Shem Tov and the birthday of the Alter Rebbe. And we're going to take a little vart of the Hayam Yam and see also how it devolves psychologically for us. You know, what do we do with it in everyday life? So, of course, we know, um, Ach, this was the day that Achia Shaloni was revealed to the Baal Shem Tov in the year whatever, 1724, year 36, and that's when the Baal Shem Tov was revealed as a Rebbe. And also, but so here is what we're going to learn. A little teaching of the Baal Shem Tov that he said on Kabbalah Shabbos, Parshas Kisavoy, on Chai Elo. The only thing is, let's do the math. If the Baal Shem Tov was born in the English year 1698, and this vart that we're going to read now was said in the year 1892, wait, that's almost 200 years later. So how is it that the Baal Shem Tov said this vart on Parshas Kisavoy? And of course, the answer is that um, that um, the birthday, the the year was uh, the. So what it was that year was it was really 132 two years after the passing from this world of the Baal Shem Tov, but on that Shabbos, that particular Shabbos, the Rebbe Rashab experienced a vision. And he heard the Baal Shem Tov deliver this teaching in Gan Eden. So therefore, it's almost 200 years later from the birth of the Baal Shem Tov. And what is the, so not exactly the Gashmias that the, that the Baal Shem Tov is saying it, but he's saying it through his successor, his great-great-grandson, the, uh, the Rebbe Rashab, many years later. So what is the Vart? Because we're in Parshat Kisavai, it's Chayelo, Chayelo gives us a Chayas, sorry, the more important thing is this year is Le'ili Nishmas Chaya Rachel Bas Meir. Now, by the way, I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. But Chaya and Rachel and Meir, so Meir is shining, luminosity, like every Jew. The, the, the illumination of every Jew. The, we are the daughters of Meir. We are the daughters of this ability to, to shine. And Chaya Rachel, well, Chaya is the highest, you know, five levels of the Neshama and the highest that a Yid has. We really are living, we're just life, walking around. And Rachel, of course, Rachel cries for us in Gullus. Rachel sees us in Gullus and cannot bear the pain of seeing what we have to go through in, in Gullus. And yet, when Rachel experiences this, she has that highest of, you know, Hashem's highest, walking around in this dark gullus, but she has this illumination. Chai Rachel Bas Meir. So this, this shear is Le'ili Nishmas Chai Rachel Bas Meir. And the Vart is the following. On that, at that particular time, what was the year? 1892, 5652. So the, it was based on the, what was said by the Rebbe you come to the land. And we talked about it in Parshiski Sete. You come to the land. And when you come to this land, then you know this is your place. You've come home. It's very much, as we said, the opposite of the energy of Kisete. Kisete Lemolchama is 
Life is a war. We're talking about Chaya Rachel and Rachel. Rachel is living in the war zone in which life is gullus and it's all about a war. But Kisavai, it's almost like the idea of the name Meir, because Kisavai is saying, even within the, the, the war of Gullus, you know, it's just constantly another problem and another problem and another and another and another and never, never seems to end. And yet within that energy, we have Kisave. We have the ability to come home. How can you feel at home in Gullus? So if Hashem, that's a rhetorical question. If Hashem were not to create these home spaces for us, these places in life where we feel like we are in Gula already. If not for that, how would we be able to survive? So we do have those spaces that Hashem creates for us in Gullus in which we feel like Kisavalaris. You came to the land. Which land? Your land. Your place. You come home. It's almost like you've come to a Gula space. You've come home. And when you do, so when you come to this place, you suddenly discover this isn't some vacation spot that you really shouldn't be in, but, you know, you just need a break from Gullus. This is a place where Hashem said, I inserted this break. I inserted this home into the darkness of Gullus. It's your home. In fact, in the darkness of Gullus, this is your real place. But the Gullus is not as real as it feels. It sure feels real. But the truth is that at the moment that we're in Gullus, it is the Geula in there. And it's not a simple job to pull it out and experience it when we feel the darkness, no question. But there's an infinite difference between knowing that the truth about life is there's Geula here versus the truth about life is there's Gullahs here. You know, like we say psychologically, which which direction do we tend to go in without thinking? Like, oh, it'll never work out. Whatever it is, it'll never work out. Or do we tend to go in the direction of if it can work out or not work out, why shouldn't it work out? Why shouldn't it work out? So, Hashem is giving us this place. And he's saying, the reality is, why shouldn't it work out? Why shouldn't life work out? Your reality is, this is your land. This is your world. And it belongs to you. He gives it to you as an inheritance. The Arashta. So take it. Inherit it. And settle it. Take it and settle it. That's a powerful energy. So what the Baal Shem Tov was saying at that time when he came to the Rebbe Rashab in a vision is that the word Eretz shares a root, you know, Eretz Yisrael. When it says, you come to the land. This word land is also connected to Marutza, running, and Rutsun. It's a place where where, first of all, it's a place where you feel all of your instincts, all of your instincts are different. All of your instincts are, wow, I just want to sort of run to do Hashem's will because I feel this incredible peace in that place. And not only that, that's, and, and it's, 
Rutzen, his Rutzen and our Rutzen hook up there, sync up there. That's where we we all want to be there. He wants us to be there. We want to be there. It's a very incredible place. It's the oasis within the the Gullus. So the Pusik is saying, the Balshemta said, when you come there, settle it. Anchor this spiritual aspiration. Settle it. Anchor it. You know, don't just, wow, so nice, the land of Israel, so beautiful, what a sweet Pusik, very beautiful. Anchor it in your life. Make it into a life skill. Make it into a coaching tool. Make it into something real, like, wait a minute. Uh, I need avocados. They never have avocados that are ripe. I'm sure it'll, they'll never have avocados that are ripe. Wait a minute. If I need avocados that are ripe, why shouldn't they have them at the store? And if they don't, God forbid, God forbid you know, if they don't, okay. We move on. But why do we always, why can't we anchor that feeling of Hashem wants what we want, we want what Hashem wants. If I have an instinct, I want, you know, ripe avocados, that I want to serve them on Shabbos. So maybe that's sort of connected to Hashem is also like, yes. He's giving us good instincts. If we hook ourselves up, if we think ourselves up with that, he's giving us good instincts and he's saying, create from my divrei life skills. And then when it says, and you shall take it and put it in a basket. Because we take this land and we realize, hey, this is my place. I'm not just taking time off from a bite. This is my place. And then the Pasuk says, So when you get to this land, take the first fruits of the land. So take the first fruits of the land, which you bring in as the crop, from this incredible land that's your home where life works, the Santa Take all those first fruits and put them in a basket. Okay, so what are we putting in a basket? Draw down the lights into vessels. Beautiful darter, stunning, beautiful. Put it in a basket. Put it in a basket. Draw it down into life skills, what we said before. Take it out of take it out of the realm of, you know, I heard a nice vart and I'm going to write it in my notebook. Let's not write it in our notebook. Let's write it in our immune system. Let's write it in our muscles, our our our, our brain, our heart, our immune system. Write it in there so that it becomes something like I want let's take it out of the notebook. Put it in a basket. Pull it down. Pull these first fruits and pull them down in a way that you put them in a vessel. Give them a place to live. Let's give them a place to live in our lives. And then, and then the Pusik says, And then go to the place that Hashem, your God, chose you, chose for His name to dwell there. Go to that place. So, the place that Hashem chooses. Where is that place? So we have to realize wherever we go from one place to another, Hashem is sending us from place to place because He wants us. Where is the place that Hashem chose? Is it Yerushalayim? Is it the place of the Kaidish Kedushim? Where is the place that Hashem chose? The place that Hashem chose is 
let's say right now you're sitting on whatever whatever street you're sitting on uh, you're sitting in Tallahassee on main corner of Main Street and South Street. I don't know. I'm making it up. That's the place. Let's say right now you're walking on the boardwalk or you're walking down, you know, Avenue of the Americas in Manhattan. Where's the place that Hashem chose? It's the place where you are. That's it. That's the place. Why did it, so that is Hashem. Hashem. And why did he send you there? To make his name dwell there. Bring him into that place. Right? And come to the coin. Bring it. And and will come to pass when you come to the land. What should you do? In order to have a desire. When you come when you come to the land, in order for us to have a will to do this whole thing, bring it into like make this into life skills, like make this my life. Partly because Hashem wanted, and partly the the the, the silver lining is Hashem says, you know, you guys, if you really look your, into yourselves deeply, you'll notice that after all is said and done and you've tried all the fun things, what's going to give you the deepest satisfaction is syncing up your will with mine and syncing your, up your actions with mine and doing it in that very place that I chose for you at, <clears throat> at this moment. That's the deepest satisfaction. That's the only thing probably that will ever satisfy you. The other stuff is sparkly, but then it fizzles out. This one doesn't fizzle out. And therefore, and to and ending off, and go to the place to make, to make his name dwell there. That our our life becomes coming to the land. Where is the land? Right where I am, right here, right now. Machzeret Yisrael. And devote my life to making Hashem known right here. And and as it says in the Hayam Yam, how does one make Hashem known, godliness known in that place? Saying a bracha, saying a verse of Tehillim. So I'll 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 end off with the just the punchline of a story about two young men that were in yeshiva one year. And they said, you know, we've been in this yeshiva in California. We've never seen the place. Let's... Uh, you know, maybe we can rent a car Sunday. We don't know if we're in New York State, California, you know, Arizona. We have no idea where we're, we're in these four walls. We go there every day. We eat, we sleep, we go, we sit and learn. You know, they wanted, and so they rented a car, and they had some. And and as they were leaving shul, they didn't want to tell anybody. Um, a man said, "What you're going to? I heard you talking. Oh, you're going there. Go visit Mr. Schwartz. He's at exit, you know, 142." And then, oh boy but somehow they took a wrong turn and they ended up at exit 142 and they said okay divine providence process. guess we're supposed to visit Mr. Schwartz and they did and let's just say it was a life-changing experience for Mr. Schwartz because he had become totally disconnected over the years from his family for various reasons and when he they came into visit like Mr. Schwartz hey we came to visit you and they're what is going on they took a wrong turn on, you know, wrong exit, wrong high on the highway. But that place became Malcolm Rosher Yifcharashem, and and by speaking with him, etc., he ended up 
they spoke about his family. He ended up reconnecting with his family. A whole, literally a whole lineage was saved by this. And so often it's said that, you know, you're driving along the highway and you take a wrong turn off the exit. And for what? And maybe sometimes it's just to make a bracha on your drink of water in that place. And that place was waiting for you all that time. Or to say a capital of Tehillim in that place that was waiting for you all that time. Or even to just carry love of Hashem in your heart, which by definition you assume that you are, while you're driving past that part, that, that spot. So let's end with a bracha. May it this, you know, and as we said about Chai Rachel Bas Meir, we should have that always. Even though we're in that gullus in which Rachel Imenu is our mother crying for us, and yet we have the chayas, we still have the vision and the chayas of where we're, where we're on our way to and where we've come from. And we're, we're alive. We're alive. And partly we're alive because we're Bas Meir. We are the daughters of a luminous energy of Hashem in which Hashem is shining on us every single second. He doesn't stop. We don't always see it, but he doesn't stop. And when we open our eyes to that light that's being shone on us, from Hashem, from Mashiach, through Mashiach Sidkenu, then we have the ability to usher in the Gula Shlema at this moment. May it be that this Chai El, as we're on our way to Tuf Shin Pei Gimel, the year that will probably be plus Geula, may we find ourselves in these last 12 days of the year bringing the whole year of plaz bakol, of wonders and everything, to a summation so that we enter the Gula Mitzvah Shlema um, in, a, in a most, with all of this in vessels, in life skills, in everyday life, in our bones, in our mind, in our heart, and in our everyday life, and it should be immediately now.